Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Wednesday, June 10th, and today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are at the beginning of the chapter, working with others on page 89 and the first paragraph that starts practical experience. Today's readers are Julie R., Sharon R.S., and Rachel W. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, June 9th, is 7717. That is 7717. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive eating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marie P. to read the 12 steps, please. Go ahead, Marie. Thank you. The 12 step. This is Marie P., a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, making a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, more entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thanks, Marie. I will now ask for Ellen B. to read the 12 traditions, please. Go ahead, Ellen. This is Ellen, a compulsive overeater in Maryland. Uh, The 12 traditions. Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Tradition 2, for our good group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself 
in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Tradition three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Tradition four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Tradition five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Tradition six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Tradition seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Tradition eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain, <coughs> excuse me, forever non-professional, <clears throat> but our service centers may employ special workers. Tradition nine, OA uh, as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Tradition 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Tradition 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Ellen. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share approximately to three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as propulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the beginning of the chapter, Working with Others, on page 89, the first paragraph. I will ask Julie R. to begin reading. Go ahead, Julie. Hi, this is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. Chapter 7, Working with Others. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover. To see them help others. To watch loneliness vanish. To see a fellowship grow up about you. To have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Hey, Julie, um, we were going to yes. stop with just the, the first paragraph. We're going to 
thank you for the context of both paragraphs, but we're going to stick with just the first paragraph, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry about that. My book okay. looked like it was all running, run together. So um, right away it tells me that I need to have intense work with other alcoholics. It's not convenient work. It's not when Julie wants it. It's when I have to do this all the time. It's it's not something that I have an option to do. If I want to keep my recovery, if I want to be free from the food, if I want to live a life with the same actions, I have to continue to work with people. And it's got to be intensive. It cannot just be um, every other day or once a week or once a month. And I love it here when it says that we can help when no one else can because we understand we've been there. We are that compulsive overeater. We are that real compulsive overeater. I mean, I had years of doctors telling me, you know, you're morbidly obese, you're going to die, but that never did anything to me. But when I went to my first OA meeting and I heard people that too ate food out of the garbage and stole their kids' Halloween candy and continued to to do this every day after crying for help, So, yeah, nobody else can help unless you're another compulsive overeater. So this is key for me because I know that I won't pick up any of my alcoholic foods and I won't eat in between my planned meals if I'm working with others. You know, calling newcomers, working with my sponsees, you know, that that is something that's um, very important to me. And it's not an option. And I love it where, you know, Dr. Bob says, you know, this is what we have to do. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Would anyone like to share on what was read? Uh, focusing on the first paragraph, please. Madam. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that name, please. Matt M. Oh, Matt. Okay, Mac. anyone else? All right, Mac. go ahead, please. Hi, thank you. Bonnie. Good morning. Uh, wait, we got one more person here. Was that Bonnie, did you say? Lonnie, Lonnie P. All right, Lonnie P. All right, so we're going to go with uh, Mac M and then Lonnie. Go ahead, Mac. Good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Matt M, a newly recovered compulsive overeater and sponsor. Um, Yeah, this is the chapter on sponsoring, as we just started today. I I didn't think I'd be able to have anything to share in this, but I'm a a new sponsor, and I'm sponsoring someone that I'm taking through steps, and it's getting a very very intense experience. using this big book as a text for life. It really is a text for life. It's the, I call it the recovery Bible. It's the manual I never got when I was born. And it actually helps me um, help someone else. I love this book because it, it actually said everything in here is practical knowledge. And for me, it does like so, it makes uncommon sense, common sense becomes uncommon sense, you know. Um, I'm very grateful that I'm actually able to give back to someone um, what I what I actually know, you know, no matter how far down the scale I have gone, I realize how my experience could benefit others. And I do have experience. I never thought I'd have anything to share with anyone else, but I do. It says you can help when no one else can. You can share their confidence when others fail. And it's it's so funny, my sponsee, how how much we have some how much we have in common that it's like it's so surreal and eerie in a way, but it's like this is it's like this person was sent to me in exactly the time when I need this person to be sent to me because um, there's just so much similarities in our in our stories. 
Um, and I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to help someone come through this process the way I was guided through this process. And I, it, it's, oh, I am as a loving witness, but I'm hearing so much of my own story in it. And this really is the 12, it's not a 12, it says suggestions. I love how every, every time you see this book, it says suggestions. But for me, those suggestions are really must. You know, they don't, they don't say you have to do this. No, I really do need to do these things. Um, I'm just grateful that this process exists because without this process, I don't know. I don't think I would be here, to be honest. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Mac M. Lonnie, go ahead. Hi, everybody. Good morning. This is Lonnie P., uh, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Florida. Um, nothing changed me more than my intense work with other people. Watching people grow around me giving away what I've so graciously been given, um, it's, been, it's been absolutely life-changing for me, you know, and it absolutely is what keeps me on track with my program. You know, the more that I'm going through the big book with somebody else, the more I'm hearing and being reminded every day, you know, of what I need to hear, you know, because, you know, everything that comes out of my mouth, you know, never fails. It's something that I need to be hearing in that moment. You know, I need these constant reminders. I know we say on the line all the time, we have these built-in forgetters. Well, I absolutely have this built-in forgetter. So the more that I'm sharing this, you know, what I've learned and what's been passed down to me by countless others, you know, the more that I, I get to keep what I have and, and the more that I get to help others who are ready to, you know, put down the food and, to live, uh, you know, a God-centered spiritual way of life. And it's just been an incredible experience for me, and I'm grateful, you know, for this paragraph that just reminds me of how important it is to do this. And, and I'm just grateful for how much it benefits me. It's like when I'm helping somebody else, you know, I do hope it benefits them, but it, it sure as heck helps me. So with that, I pass, and have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Lonnie P. Who else would like to share on the first paragraph? This is Bella Tenaisel, Melissa C, Santa H, and Vasa O. All right, I'm writing here frantically. Here we go. So I've got Bella, Melissa H, Vasa H, and Vasa O. <laughs> and Sally. You miss me, Katie, Renata. Oh, Renata? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with, we're going to go Bella, Melissa, Vasa, Vasa, and Renata. Okay, go ahead, Bella. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Amy, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. You can help when no one else can. Wow, it's such a strong sentence. Because, yes, before the program, I always said the relationship of a teacher-student, a therapist-patient, a doctor-patient, it wasn't on the same level. I always was less than other. It wasn't an equal relationship. And thank you, God, yes. Now I know uh, you can help when no one else can, yes, because it's a we program. It's not 
a sponsor and a sponsor that the sponsor is better. No, we are all the same. We are all learning from each other. It's not when I am a sponsor, it doesn't mean that I know better than my sponsee. We all share the same thing. We are all together. You know, we have maybe different experiences, but it's all the same that we, we don't know how to deal with our feelings and we run to the food, but we are all the same. And it's a wonderful feeling that, yes, we all we are always here to learn from each other, to learn all the time, and it's okay to do mistakes and to share with them to uh, with other people. And you know, it's not a blaming and judging program. We are all the same. We are all accepted by ourselves because we are no longer connected to our ego. We are connected to a loving power to an accepted power. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Melissa C., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, it's it's the intensive work um, with others that, that allows me to have continued um, recovery. You know, it's as simple as that. It's um, I cannot keep what I, what I can't give away. And, um, you know, think back when, when I first came to OA, how I was defeated and, and like, crawling in, into the room. I, I couldn't even make eye contact with anybody. Um, and, um, and when I would first listen online here, that it was, it was um, I was given so much hope. Um, through the times that I was in so much pain. And now when I see newcomers, whether they come to the room and they have that same wounded look on their face, I I know that um, we share the same story. And so for me, um, it helps me not regret any place that I've been because everything that, you know, has happened to me has brought me to a place where I could be of maximum service to other people. And so... You know, it all begins to make sense that my um, struggle happened exactly as it was supposed to happen um, because it's better equipping me to help another person. And, you know, the um, the work that I do with other people, it, um, it, it energizes me. It helps me um, in a way that, you know, like I can't even um, – I find the time for it. You know, someone said to me recently, how do you have time, you know, to do all of this? You know, I never lacked the ability to find the time to shove the food down my throat. That never seems to be problematic to find the time to sneak a binge in, to, you know, stay up half the night uh, shoving the food down my throat. And so um, with that same intensity, I have to do this work. And, what it gives back to me is immeasurable. Um, it, it, it's that gift that I give to others, and it really just gives back to me. And, um, grateful, you know, grateful to be a person that can actually help another today. But thank you, God, that I have something to offer. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Sonata H., go ahead, please. Franta, excuse me, Sonata H. 
Good morning. This is Santa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Thank you, God. Oh, we in one of my favorite chapters, Chapter 7, Working with Others, and have done all the work, done all step 1 through 11 to get to this marvelous paragraph. And what I just want to identify in that means so much to me, I think stands out more than anything in this book, is the word immunity. It says here, practical experience of men and, men, men and women who wrote this book and have done the work is ensuring me here that nothing, nothing will so much ensure immunity from eating. And I just want to emphasize that word immunity. And as it says in the um, big book dictionary, it says immunity is resistant, invulnerable, privileged, not affected by or responsive to a defense, protection, freedom, being able to resist a disease, unchangeable, constant. I can't think of anything more of a guarantee than that for me to never have to worry about eating again. is what an awesome promise. And I just wanted to emphasize that word because to me that just means so much to me that I am immune from eating as long as I work intensively with other compulsive overeaters. What a guarantee. That's just like a free ticket to heaven. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa. Vasa O, go ahead, please. Yes, good morning, everyone. And thank you, Amy, for your service. And I'm Vasa O. I'm only one Vasa O, recovered compulsive overeater, calling from from Massachusetts. I figured that out. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And, um, okay, um, it works when I love this chapter. It works when other activities failed. You can secure the conference when others failed. Remember, they're very, very sick. And I am just so, so grateful that God put the person that 12 stepped me and brought me into Overeaters Anonymous years ago. Uh, and I'm just so, so grateful um, again. When my sponsor was working with me, she said, I don't want anything in return from you, Vasa. I just want you to pass it on to others. And at the beginning, I felt I had nothing to pass. I said, you know, I, I, what am I going to pass, you know? Well, she said, you got your abstinence. You'll be abstinent for one week or two weeks or three weeks, you know, so you can share how you're working, how you're doing your abstinence, you know. And uh, and then, of course, you know, for me, I needed to surrender. So she said, just just do what I'm doing with you. And, and, and I said, oh, okay. I thought I need to have this education. I had to have master's degrees to, you know, to pass things on. And this is just so simple. It's so easy. Just, just give it away. What we share, our experience, strength, and hope with others, and we... And I hear them, you know, and they share it with me, my sponsors. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful um, place to be. And, you know, she said, you will not be abstinent. You know, you will not keep your abstinence unless you, if you work with, that, with others. And believe me, working with others, you know, it helps me so much, you know, like when people, when a person is just coming in, struggling with the food addiction, you know, now we're just a food with their lives and stuff. I say, you know what? I was there at one time, and thank you, God. 
I'm not there anymore, and I don't want to ever, ever go back where I am, where they are. And it's just a reminder for me to stay and do with what I'm, you know, what I'm doing. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bessa. Renata. Gee, Renata. Hi. Hi, Katie. Good morning. This is Renata G. Recovered Compulsive Raid in New York. And um, I want to focus on a couple of things here. You know, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. And, you know, there, there's some passages in the book that talk about how when we work with others, that really helps. You know, Bill, in his story on page 15, says, I was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me back to drink. But I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with other alcoholics would save the day. You know, also on page 70, it says that, and talks about sex, right? If sex is very troublesome, we throw ourselves into helping, harder into helping others. And I take this, that as if whatever it is, is very troublesome. If I'm having, you know, if I sometimes have a resentment or a fear that it's deep-rooted and, you know, keeps coming back or, you know, something that is hard to shake. And I've done my step 10, I went to God with it, and... I can't find relief, you know, like step 10 directs me to, you know, uh, be helpful to someone else. But I know that when I can't shake something, I have to throw myself into helping others. You know, that gets me out of myself, which is my problem. You know, like the big book says, selfishness and self-centeredness, that's the root of my problem. So if I keep in that, you know, self-pity, self-centered, you know, mindset, that's going to drive me back to the food. And um, the other line I want to focus on is carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. And, you know, what message? You know, a message of hope, you know, a message of recovery, a message that we can't recover through the work of this 12 steps. You know, step 12 says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of this step, we try to carry this message to other compulsive readers and uh, practice these principles in all our affairs. So for me to sponsor someone, you know, step 12 is advising that I, I need to have had a spiritual awakening. So then, you know, and only then, I have a, a message to carry. Because it's very hard, and I've done that in the past, you know, try to to carry a message that is not true in my life, and it's awful. It's an awful, it's an awful feeling. But uh, when, you know, I've, I've worked through the steps and I have the experience that God has removed the obsession to compulsive overeat from me, I can share that with other people. And that's why, you know, it, 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 it's helpful as no one else can be helpful. Because, it's, you know, I talk from experience, not from you know, knowledge or, you know, I'm not guessing anything or suggesting anything. I have lived it. I experienced it with that I passed. Thanks. Thank you, Renata. I'm going to dive in here, too. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Practical experience. I looked it up in the dictionary. Practical, useful, qualified by ongoing practice or training. This isn't ongoing. He's saying Bill is the wordsmith here. He's saying practical experience, meaning they have experienced it, 
They have seen the results. It is ongoing, and it means that if we work, we ensure our immunity from compulsive overeating by intensive work with other alcoholics. And he means intensive. I mean, if we skip ahead a little bit, into page 97, it says, helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. A kindly act once enough isn't enough. You have to act a good Samaritan every day if need be. It may mean the loss of many nights of sleep, great interference with your pleasures, or interruptions with your business. This is something that we do all the time. It is a way to ensure our immunity. I don't know if any of you all are Survivor fans. You know, I always think about when I read this immunity, I think of the immunity idol that the survivor works for to gather and earn this immunity idol because then nothing and no one can eliminate him. And this is what I love. This is a very, very powerful paragraph. If I want to ensure my immunity from compulsive overeating, then I do intensive work with other people. If anything, it's to burden me to continue to working and getting through the steps so I could be recovered and I could carry the message. And it says here, you can help when no one else can. You can, you can secure their confidence. I don't have to be an, uh, an expert. I just need to share my story. I mean, the main thing in my message is my story. That is what allows the uh, active compulsive reader to identify in. One of the main things that I do as a sponsor to carry the message is to secure their confidence through just my story. I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to be an expert. And then it says here, remember they are very ill. You know, my job is to carry the message. That is my job because it is the foundation stone of my recovery and the primary purpose, as we read in the opening, is to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. But that is my job. It stops there. God's got to take it from there. You know, if I think about how I was when I first came to this program, the three Ds, denial, delusion, and defiance, and it was only when I was dying, doomed, and desperate that I was willing to listen. So someone gratefully came and shared the message to me. But it is my job to pick it up. I can't carry the message, but I can't carry the still-suffering compulsive overeater. And um, with that, I think I will pass. Would anyone else like to share on this first paragraph? Penny C. Sally. Angela D. from Westchester, please. All right. I'm sorry. All I've got was Angela. Who was before Angela, please? Penny C. And Sally. Penny C. and Sally. Okay. I got Sally, Penny C., and Angela. Angela, I didn't get your last initial, please. Be like in David. Okay. Thank you. All right, Sally, go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Good morning, Amy. Welcome. <laughs> and good morning, a vision for you. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. And, um, yes, this is a fabulous paragraph, and it speaks volumes, and it's setting us up for this uh, this 12th step that is such a, uh, it's such a broad step. It just seems to encompass the steps, the way they travel through it. And so I wanted to just bring out a couple of other points about this first paragraph. First of all, when it says practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity, a defense, a protection, a freedom, from my compulsive overeating as intensive work with other alcoholics or other food addicts. And so I want to draw you again to page XVII, back in the second, the forward to the second edition, XVII, very top of the page. It tells us it also indicated that strenuous work 
one alcoholic with another was vital, vital. This, is, this word vital is essential to permanent recovery. So if you want to stay recovered, you really don't have a choice. It's vital, essential that we work with other food addicts in order to ensure our own immunity, our own defense, our own protection, my own freedom from ever turning back to compulsive overeating again. It goes on to say, you can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. And they're setting us up for what's coming. In this, in this uh, chapter, on page 94, the first full paragraph at the top of the page is going to tell us, it is important, it's about four lines down, it's important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital, there it is again, a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. Make it plain he is under no obligation to you that you hope only that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes his own difficulties. And finally, I wanted to say to you that from my own experience in, in this program, for 32 years plus, I've been walking in this program, and I've come to see that this program is like a jigsaw puzzle in many ways. And many of us, all of us really, our, our lives are a puzzle. And when you put together a thousand-piece puzzle, what do you do? The first thing you do is put the edge around the whole puzzle, right? Everybody fills in the entire edge of the puzzle. And so every one of us brings a piece of the puzzle to each other. I bring a piece of the puzzle, your puzzle of your life. I bring a piece of your puzzle to you, and you bring a piece of my puzzle that I need for my life. You bring it to me. And so we need each other. As one precious fellow says, we are heard and we need each other. Press in. Thanks for letting me share with that. I pass. Thank you, Sally A. Penny C, go ahead, please. Penny, uh, press star one to unmute. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I thought I was unmuted. I'm Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area, and thank you, Amy, and everybody else on the line. And this paragraph is so, so important to me, so dear to me, that, you know, I have that that ability to help somebody else when who is a compulsive overeater when nobody else nobody nobody with all kinds of degrees behind their names for you know psychiatry mds whatever can help that person unless they themselves are a compulsive overeater and um that responsibility is 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 looms large so uh, the way dr bob explains it i'd like to i'd like to go to page 180 in in Dr. Bob's Nightmare. And the first full paragraph is very short. It says, that was June 10th, 1935, and that was my last drink. So that's 80 years ago. And today is such a really special day in AA. It's considered the birthday of, of AA because it was the first day of Dr. Bob's continuous sobriety. And why that's special for me is because 
today is the first, my spiritual birthday as well. It was 28 years ago today that I came to OA, and I haven't, with the help of God and all you people, I haven't had sugar that I know of or or a binge since that. That was 28 years ago. So I want to just read what he says about how important it was that he meet with Bob, well, I mean, excuse me, with Bill Wilson and and talk with him uh, that Mother's Day just prior to his spiritual birthday. It says, he gave me information about the subject of alcohol, which was undoubtedly helpful. Of far more importance was the fact that he was the first living human with whom I had ever talked, who knew what he was talking about in regard to alcoholism from actual experience. In other words, he talked my language. And that's what we do. We, we talk the language that other compulsive overeaters will understand. And nobody else, unless they've had experience, unless they have our disease, can help another compulsive overeater. We, we've had the experience. We know what they're talking about. They know what we're talking about. And so I, I just think this paragraph brings us to realize our responsibility. We cannot, we cannot keep it to ourselves, not just because it will, it will assure a possible slip, insure us against a possible slip, but because we have that duty, that responsibility to not, not keep it to ourselves. That would, be, that would be selfish. So with that, I'll pass, and thank you. Thank you, Penny. Angela D. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you, Amy, for your service. Angela D. from Westchester, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I am so grateful. It says here, it works when other activities failed. Yes, every diet failed for me. Every exercise failed for me. I was just thinking about food and myself. Everything I did was, oh, I can't go here because they're having this food. Oh, I can't go there because they're having this food. Today, I I can give the message because of these steps. I can give somebody else sobriety through the grace of God because every activity failed. Let me prove to you that there's no way out of it but through the God and the 12 steps. Today, I can love. Today, I can rejoice. Today, I can live because of these 12 steps. It's not about just food. It's about all those defects that I can give on paper. I can put them on paper. I can give it away so I can live for the next person that suffers like me. And with that, I'll pass, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Angela. Who else would like to share before we move on to the next Larry. paragraph? Larry Rakefit. Rakefit. Janice M. Leia. Rakefit. Larry M. Rakefit. Carolyn. Janice. Leia. Carolyn. All right, we're going we're gonna to hold with that. I've got Larry M. Renat. 
Was it Renata? Rakesset. 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 And your last initial, please? Z is in zebra. Okay. Rakesset C. I got Janice. P or M? M. Okay. Just on my shirt. Leah M. And Carolyn. What's your last initial, please? H. Okay, Carolyn H. Bear with me, folks, so I can remember last. <laughs> All right, so let's start with, we're going to go Larry, Rakesset, Janice, Leah, and Carolyn. And if you can keep your minutes, to, keep your shares to three minutes, we should be good here. Go ahead, Larry. Katie, thanks so much, Larry. Uh, Kay, recovered compulsive over here from Chicago. So I'll keep it brief. Um, you know, you know, carrying this message for me, let me tell you the message that I tried to carry before I had a spiritual awakening. In other words, before I worked through the steps precisely and had a spiritual awakening sufficient to arrest this disease. The message that I carried, I wanted to be helpful. And I also wanted to use, I think, looking back, I wanted to use this uh, as a way to get abstinent. It never worked. Um, so what I would do is the, the message that I would carry then was, you know, I would reach out to other people. People would reach out to me perhaps. And, you know, the message was, you know, work these tools, <clears throat> make more phone calls, uh, you know, read the book. Um, you know, um, I would do all these things to turn away from my heroin, you know, from my, my binge substance. Avoidance never works. Didn't work for me. About the most that it would do would give me temporary sobriety for a few moments, perhaps a few days. It always came back. And, um, you know, once I worked through the process and I was on, you know, in step 12 and I had a spiritual awakening, as the result, a lot of people you'll hear read it as a result of these steps. It's not as the result of these steps. You know, now the message that I carry is, you know, work these steps completely, precisely, and you will have a spiritual awakening sufficient to arrest this disease. And ever since I had a spiritual awakening, which was not a white light, I didn't hear trumpets and hear, you know, uh, see angels. I mean, that wasn't my experience. Um, I have not found it necessary to pick up my binge substances in a long, long time. And I'm not perfect, and I never will be perfect. I'll always be a human being. But I now carry that message. That's the message that I have to carry by the grace of God. And uh, it's a message that will, you know, if you're, if you're suffering in this disease as I was, we all were suffering in this disease. If, you were, if you're recovered, you were suffering at some point. Could be many, many years ago. Could be, you know, not, not that many years ago. Um, that's the message you carry is to, to light the pathway for others to have this uh, spiritual awakening, and then they have what will have a message to carry as well. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. Let's go ahead to Rakesset Z, please. Thanks, Amy. This is Rakesset, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And I just love uh, this program that from day one, we are inculcated, you know, in the notion that we are going to give back, that we have to give back. It's, first of all, a privilege, an honor, and it's something we have to do. I remember going to my first OA meeting ever, and I had no idea what a 12-step program was, nothing at all. And right from the start, you know, I heard the whole notion of we give back. You know, we help the next 
the next suffering compulsive overeater. And I just thought that was remarkable because, first of all, I never volunteered for anything. I, I, I didn't have time. You know, I was working full time. I had three kids I was raising. I don't have time to volunteer, and I didn't want to. You know, every minute of my day was taken up. But when I got into the program and started working the program, I wanted to give back. I wanted to do service. I wanted to help others the way I was helped because I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't helped. And it's just remarkable. It was like a complete transformation for me that the way I looked at it. And, you know, there was no money involved. There was there was no um, kudos involved. There was no fame or whatever. It was just because it's the right thing to do and it's going to keep me absent. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that they have – it's remarkable, but in this textbook, we have a whole chapter working with others. This is important. We have a whole chapter dedicated to this. And right now, we're just giving, being given the introduction why it's important for us to work with others. But then we're going to be given instructions, you know, precise instructions. How do we do this? This is a very important part of the program, and it's stressed from the beginning, and I am just so grateful that it is, because I wouldn't be here today without it, and working with others, doing service is such a satisfying part of my life that I don't want to give that up. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Rakesha. Janice M. And Amy G., thank you so much for uh, you, um, leading this meeting. Anyway, my name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Practical experience shows that nothing, what's nothing mean? Nothing is zero. Zero. That means, you know, uh, like it was mentioned about the tools in the program, the tools in the, in the OA rooms, they're very good for service. That's good service. And it's supportive, you know, for my recovery. But it is not the permanent recovery from the service that we do right here working with other people. Because, I mean, I can tell you from decades, it never gave me permanent recovery, as, if, as is insuring. Insuring is a promise. It's a promise that if I help somebody else and do service, by sponsoring, um, then I will be immune from one day. For one day, I will be immune from picking up that bite. Now, what does immunity mean? You know what it means to me? It's like, you know, you go to the, when you're a child or whenever, you get a shot to be immune against, um, you know, a defense against getting measles. Well, there's no shot with this disease. The only shot, the immunity is to get recovered myself so that I can try to carry the message. You know, trying is very important because, you know, I'm not God. I can carry the message because my story has a beginning and an end, which is this, a different personality change resulting from these steps. That's the recovered uh, from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I mean, if I don't have that ending, I don't have a story to bring because there's no message i'd be still in a process so um immunity from drinking to ensure it's a promise against this and that also means service 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 when i want to and when i don't want to when i first came in i read you know strenuous work with other alcohol i didn't read 
about with other alcoholics. I read, oh, this is so much work for me because <laughs> I was so into myself, you know, going through the steps. But it's strenuous work with other al- al- compulsive overeaters is vital to permanent. That's the biggest thing for one day, permanent recovery, and that's on XVII too. And, you know, if I can succeed in just keeping myself recovered for one day after going through the steps to save myself by carrying the message, what a gift to be useful to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Janice M. Leah M., go ahead, please. Thanks so much, Amy G. Hi, everybody. It's Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You can help when no one else can. Um, You know, those of us that have had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps um, are now charged with a responsibility, and that responsibility is to carry this message. Um, Why is that? You know, well, we know more about recovery from compulsive overeating than anybody alive because we're the only people that have done it. Uh, God has equipped us with some very, very unique knowledge to help a very unique group of human beings, compulsive overeaters. And so God has given us this opportunity to literally avert death in other people. And it is a responsibility, and it's a tremendous blessing. You know, the text reads, we have recovered and have been given the power to help others. That is a responsibility. You know, that is a responsibility. Why is it my responsibility? It's our responsibility because we carry a message of depth and weight. We are properly armed with facts about ourselves. And with those facts, a result of who I was, what happened, what I'm like now, um, we can win the entire confidence of another compulsive overeater. And it isn't a question of compulsive overeaters giving me anything. My stability, my stability comes out of trying to give, not out of demanding that I receive anything. So, yes, we, this is our 12th suggestion. We can do the steps from 1 through 11, but if we don't get active and carry this message, we will die. It's that simple. And if you look back, you know, out of what we've studied thus far, for instance, step seven, step three, uh, you'll see that, you know, they're all about becoming fit to help other people. So this service to others through sacrifice of ourself is it's sacred work. You know, it's it's a privilege. It's um, remarkable, you know, it's, it's, it's a pleasure, it's a duty, um, you know, we're paying back. Uh, each time we do it, we're taking out a little bit more insurance for ourselves. It heals other people, and at the same time, it heals us. You know, so it's something not to miss. And we read it every day at the closing of this meeting, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got, meaning carrying the message is is a responsibility that's given to those who have had a very specific experience. What's that specific experience? That we've had a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. So we have been given a power. Yes, we have. Uh, and, it, and through that service to others, you know, uh, we now have the capacity to live our lives as an expression of God's will, and part of that is being of service to others. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Leah M. Carolyn H., go ahead. I think you'll be our Thank last you. chair. 
Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Thank you so much, Amy, for leading this meeting. This is um, so awesome for me because when I first came to these phone lines, I was in program for 24 years and, and couldn't get abstinence to save my life. And it wasn't until I started going through this book and I found a sponsor on this line that and she said to me, you're going to be fine. And you go through. I said, when will I know I have a spiritual awakening? And she said, trust me, you'll know. She said, and you're going to go through these steps with me before you even think about sponsoring anybody. I'm going to let you know when you're ready. And that's what I did. I listened and I paid attention and I did what I was supposed to do. And all of a sudden, one day she said to me, you're ready. And I said, how do you know? I don't know I'm ready. She said, oh, you're ready. And that, to me, was a gift. That was the gift of humility from God, showing me that I got that spiritual awakening, and I've had it many times. I've had many ways of God showing me that I am in the place he wants me to be, and I am doing what he wants me to do. And part of that is working with others, taking other people along this journey that have been through similar things as myself and not even. There are people that have not been through similar things and and their way is a little different than my way. But that's okay too. Because with all of that, if I have had a true spiritual awakening, I can work with anybody, no matter what their food plan, no matter what their background, no matter what their religious beliefs, I can work with anybody. And that's the beauty. That's the gift. That's the spiritual awakening, is to be able to accept others as they are and guide them the way they need to be guided, the way they are supposed to be guided through their higher power. And that is, for me, the true gift of this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carolyn. I have, uh, we have room for about one more quick share here. If someone would like to dive in with just about a minute or two before we wrap up. Amy E. I'm sorry, what was that? Amy E. Oh, Amy E. Go ahead, Amy E. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Amy E. Recovering in Northwestern Ohio. Carry this message to other alcoholics carry this message to other compulsive overeaters it's just a reminder to me that this isn't a a club you know this isn't weight watchers this isn't a support group this isn't a therapy group it's um a program of action and that we uh need to constantly be working to find that compulsive overeater who still suffers and perhaps lighten his or her load with this uh, message of recovery. I am so grateful to Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson. I'm grateful for what they um, were able to achieve with God's help and the fact that they carried the message to others, and that message has gotten to me here in 2015. Thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Amy. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. We will now close with a reading from the people. Yes. Okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. It's 7.55. 
Uh, again, thank you to everyone for sharing. We're now close with a reading, re, uh, <laughs> reading from the big book, Vision for You, on page 164. And I will ask Sharon R.S. to please go ahead and read that. Sharon, press star one to unmute, please. Hi, Amy. This is Sharon. Did, what did you ask me to do? Because I had phone problems here. Oh, okay. Could you please read a vision for you? Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. No all right. problem. All right. Well, thank you, and good morning to all. I am Sharon R.S., a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of... Oh, we lost you, Sharon. Clear away the wreckage. Are you still there? Okay, she said she was having phone problems. Rachel, or is that, are you back, Sharon? No. Okay, Rachel, can Amy, you Amy, I can finish that up. Okay, thank you, Melanie. Clear away the records of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.